Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm already laughing because of the guests that I have on the show today. You are going to laugh, you are going to learn, and I'm so excited to introduce him in a few minutes. So you've got to sit there and wait until I get finished talking, Rich. Um, For those of you who are new listeners, welcome. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. This is a show where we educate, empower, entertain, and inspire you for you to live a fearlessly authentic life. Because in my opinion, after being afraid for so much of my life to take a risk on myself and living in that fear and allowing it to stop me, I I feel like what else are we doing here for not living our most fearlessly authentic life? And of course, we have to overcome obstacles and other fears and so on. But that's what this show is really about because I want to help others do the same thing. So we are going to laugh a lot today and be very, very entertained. Right? Yes. Yes. A lot of expectations. I know, I know. So many expectations. Yes. So for everybody listening, and Rich, by the way, there are over 100 countries listening right now to this live show. Um, Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We have a five-star rating. So please go wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're listening, thank you for listening live right now. Uh, But please subscribe. I would appreciate that. And I love hearing from you. So keep the emails coming and keep the comments coming. I really do appreciate everything that you have to share with me. So on with the show. Welcome again to Fearlessly Authentic. My guest today. Well, this is a very accomplished man. Welcome, Rich Aronovich. Thank you for having (laughs) me. Um, we were just like cracking up during the intro because Rich is just a very funny person. Uh, so you can follow him at Rich is funny on all of your social platforms, but a little bit about Rich. Rich Aronovich has appeared on multiple episodes of AXS TV's Gotham Comedy Live, beat Bobby Flay on the Food Network as a guest judge. You never told me that. NBC's last comic standing and was in the movie Wingman Inc. produced by Lionsgate. He has been seen dancing with Charo on NBC's The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, so cool, hosted multiple episodes of Three Men and a Chick Flick on the WE Network. And after going viral on social media for his silly dances, Aronovich recently performed at Madison Square Garden, sharing the stage with Limp Biscuit. Woo woo. Welcome, welcome. There's a lot more, but I won't mention it. (laughs) It's just like crazy. I'm like, I was reading your bio and I I thought, wow, he's done so much. So how did that feel? We're going to go back to your performance with Limp Biscuit for a second. What was that like? Okay. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll work backwards. Well, no, I just want to know that part. And then, okay. So that part was nuts. So I, he found me, uh, with my TikTok um, that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, and my friend said, Hey, you know, Fred Durst is f- sharing your videos, I think on Instagram. And I was like, 
like, what? And he's like, yeah, Fred Durst. And I saw the blue check mark, which apparently means you're real. And so I just messaged him and I said, hey, I don't know if this is his team or what the story is, but, um, you know, thank you kind of thing. And he was like, oh, no, it's me. Here's my number. And then we started talking and then uh, he was a cool dude. And then we just struck up a friendship. And then at some point I was um, I was hired to like to dance at the Islanders game. A lot of crazy stuff with the dancing. But I was hired to do the Islanders game. And on the way there, my buddy goes, you know, they're coming to New York. And I was like, ah. So I texted him, hey, you want to get coffee? He's like, actually, do you want to do your thing at Madison Square Garden? And I was like, "Uh, yeah. And so uh, I met him like in person. It was really cool. Like what song? And I was like, the Nookie, because that's, you know. And then um, I didn't realize like, so I'm like nervous. I've got all these crazy outfits and I'm running out. And and I was uh, nervous. Rich, you nervous? Well, here's what happened. So in dress rehearsal, to try to impress them, I went full throttle, which was not smart. Mm. Like, save it for the air. Save it for the... Right. So I went full throttle, and it's a long song. So then we get to the performance hours later, and um, and this was like, I was on very little sleep. I had... Were you sweating? Oh, yeah, mm. of course. Yeah. So they start playing and like a few minutes in, I'm doing my thing. And then I realize like I, there's a threshold where you're physically like your body's like, um, I can't do this. I'm not sure we're going to keep going, buddy. Uh, you, so I start doing slow motion to catch my breath because I'm going like I mean, it's, it's like thousands and thousands of people. And I'm going full throttle and I'm doing well, also, slow motion. I mean, right. There's and there, the audience, you you have so much adrenaline rushing through you're you. You're getting off the adrenaline. I don't know yeah. where to do it. And I, you know, I, I, whatever. So they had thrown in an extra song. I didn't know. So I came out too early, but it was fine. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm like, and so at some point my brain went, first thought was you're going to die. And I was like, I'm not going to die. Stop it. And it was like, you're going to pass out. I'm not going to pass out. And then they're like, you're going to puke. And I was like, that could happen. So I was like, cause you like, all, like you're, but I'm like, just slow motion, caught my breath and then went. And then as soon as it was done, I went over and I was just like, <gasps> but it was awesome and worth it. And the adrenaline pushes you through. But yeah, totally. it was a lot. I was oh, my God. That is very, very cool. So, so, so cool. Um, so. so let's go back to. Well, I see there's so many things I want to ask you. Can we just talk about your mustache for a second? Because in your dancing videos, you where you were po pasting on a fake like mustache and now you've got yeah. a real one yeah because i was sick of putting on the fake mustache because what would happen was we would see oh i was like in a hotel and i looked out and i was like <laughs> there's a wedding party so i called my opener i was like dude grab your phone we're going so we run downstairs i throw on my stupid outfit or whatever my my, my silly outfit and um and we dance and it's great and then the comments are like where's the mustache i'm like oh my god <laughs> I give in like when you have to go quickly, like, Oh yeah. And then with like, I'd sweat it off after like two, three dances or it fall off. And then be cry. it was just annoying. It was like another piece. I was like, you know what, what happens if I just grow the mustache? So how long did that I take? Like a guy who, you know, catches child molesters and I'm working undercover, get in the van. You know what I mean? Like, look, at, look, where in Brooklyn do I live? I mean, it looks, I look like, you know, I, mean, I slick back my hair. I'm like, where were you the night of the fourth? Like, ah, works. Oh my God. You're so funny. Rich is so funny. Rich is yeah. funny. 
No, there we go. <laughs> okay. So thank you for explaining the mustache. I like it. Does your wife like it? She yeah, probably she hates it, right? She's yeah, she... I think she's getting used to it, but that's like that's like when you have like um you know, like a pain in your your knee. You're like, I'm getting used to it. It's I don't think it's she likes the hair. Right. right. I, I like the hair too. So I was married to a man for 17 years who I met in 1983, and he had a mustache because it was 1983. Okay. Well, that's when you, you, graduate- you got to keep it in the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I graduated from college. So, you know, I, I, I wasn't not a fan. I didn't really care um, about the mustache, but a- about six months after we got divorced and he had a girlfriend, she had him shave off the mustache. And my oldest daughter literally had a meltdown. She was about 13 years old and she had a meltdown because they only knew their dad with a mustache. So it, it is a really defining characteristic. I mean, I'm getting comments from other friends of mine, very like longtime friends. So there's nothing going on, but like my, my lesbian friends, like it looks sexy, looks good. I like it on you, which I thought she was going to say no. And then my other friends, like, you know, Yamanika <laughs> Sanders is a funny comic. It looks good. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So maybe, you know, Rachel finds out. I like it. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I, I like it. I like it. I think I'm, it's not, I'm on the fence uh, right. as well. So let's go back to um, let's go way, way back to when Rich was just a little kid. Were you and I, that person, that child that needed attention or was serious or was isolated or was always just funny? Were you looking for attention or were you shy? When, when you say it, looking for attention sounds oh so needy. And oh <laughs> I so, would describe you as that probably. Wow, I guess you're being fearlessly authentic. To my I, face. I guess I that's, I, I guess sometimes we, I need to hear every thought in your head. No? Um, yeah, no, I was always a funny kid. I like, before I could speak, I would, um, I used to do like, I would lift up skirts of mannequins and go woo like before, like I was of age. And then like, I would do stuff like, I would sneak away from my mom and then I would go in the display and put on a coat and then freeze and watch her run back and forth thinking I was gone. Like she'd run one way, like panicked. And then she'd run back with the mall police and then walk, <laughs> run back with the real police. And there's a crowd lo- looking at us like, and then eventually the police was like, is that your son? And then it was like, ha ha, ha <laughs> stuff like that. So like, and I was always the class clown and I would get away with like, I like, there was this amazing teacher. She was my algebra teacher, but like, I don't understand algebra. I'll never understand. I don't need to understand algebra. Like teach how to do your taxes or, you know, figure out the rate of a loan or how to negotiate with a contract. Right. Algebra is stupid. So anyway, so I was like, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So I was going to fail out of her class, but I would ask her history questions. I'd literally be like, Oh, you know, Mrs. Green, what, um, what is, uh, what, in the you know Treaty of Versailles, how do you what do you think the French um, <laughs> the French government role in that? She's like, ooh, Radovich, you work my nerves with all these questions. <laughs> so we're getting to my grades, and she sees I failed, and I go, oh, just to remind you, I'll be in your class next year. And she was like, mm, I think you got a, a C, a C, a C minus. Like she, I totally just not to have me in her class. Just went C, get him out. Uh, but she loved she loved me in in a weird way, you know, uh, like she got me so. Right. I was always a funny kid. I am sure you were very endearing because you 
it doesn't sound you were doing anything that was mean spirited. You were just found the comedy and things. Yes. I'm getting Whereas, fearful of my internet connection. You what? My internet connection seems to be sucking right at the moment, and I'm checking okay. it. Okay. Well, we're still good. Okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. okay. All it's right. My fear. Good. It's my fear. We're good. Okay. Yeah, we're fine. So I, I, this is not about me, but <laughs> I was very serious. But oh, as well, I told Jody, you before, what were you like as a kid? <laughs> I was always serious and I was trying to be the, always the teacher's pet. So comedy was not my thing, but I do always remember the kid that was funny. And it was so great to have that funny kid in the class because otherwise the classroom would have been so boring, but that kid always got in trouble too, because they disturbed the class. Now, I think now they're put in special classes now or something, or, you know, they were always sent to the principal's office, but did, were you, did you get in trouble by the teachers who did not appreciate your sense of humor? All the time. And what did your parents say? I mean, my parents are funny. And so like sometimes, they? yeah, they're, they're funny. And some, by the way, I got dressed up for your. <laughs> what's, what's with the hair? I, I hope. I look like a mugshot. What do you mean? What's with the hair? I have a child. I have excuses. I'm reading right. tomorrow. Look, look what's going on here. No, you just put your, you just put, for those of you who are going to, who are going to download this show and share it with your friends, please go to YouTube at Jody Harrison Bauer. So you can just see the shenanigans going on here. He just put his hair behind his ear. Yeah. There was a little piece right here that, that didn't. And he has know. like a big Jufro. It I felt, can say that I'm Jewish. He's Jewish. We can say Jufro. It felt um, fearlessly uh, <laughs> inauthentic, this part. Like I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I had, I've had a very full day. I've got a very full life. I know. I appreciate, I pr- really appreciate all the time. So let's go back. So your parents were funny. They didn't get they were, pissed off that you were stuff, in trouble. Yeah. So I did stuff like I had to get a senior quote. So I like, I wrote, um, oh my God. This is a good in Yiddish proverb, right? So, they already knew that I was always up to shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So they got hired an interpreter and it means it's a good nice, it's a good nice for, for banging, which is not a Yiddish proper. Right. So then Carol <laughs> Christian, God rest her soul, who just, uh, she wrote back to my parents a long letter about, you know, according to the translation I've received, I'm appalled. So then my new senior quote was, According to the translation I've received, I'm appalled. Carol Christian, vice president <laughs> of Ben Franklin School. <laughs> oh, I don't so think Yeah. But I was, you know, I don't, you know, this like, and so my parents thought that was funny. And, you know, they're like, they don't really care. I'm like, I grew up in New Orleans. People are showing breasts for beads. You know, there's no rules. Right, right. No, like I said, I wish I was the funny person. Like, my, my family thinks I'm a little funny. My daughters don't think I'm funny, but I could never do stand-up comedy. I think to me that, and you know, I've been on the stage in a bikini, in stripper heels, and I that didn't scare me and it would scare the shit out of some people. I know. Jody, you do I, I, I've done it too. I've also, I, know. I know I've done the same thing. So <laughs> what happened? Did you go right into stand-up comedy how did you get on on jay leno like okay so did you what so after high school did you say listen i am just i'm gonna i'm gonna be a comedian like this is my calling okay so for senior year there's a senior talent show and i was gonna do stand-up there and i called in sick 
I was like, I cannot do this in front of all these classmates. It's the scariest thing ever. And I, then I, so I, it was, I had the buck, right. I had the bug. Like when I was a kid, I used to go to, um, to camp and someone put, um, Eddie Murphy comedian in my ears in the part where he's talking about Stevie wonder driving. And I remember just this, like, it was like the earth, just like, like the sky just opened up. It was like, Oh, I was like, this you want to hit a tree? <laughs> Very funny, motherfucker. <laughs> like it was just—I was just like, oh, I remember. This is this is what I wanted. I love. And then when I was like seven years old, I at camp, you know, I was always a funny kid, so I memorized Rodney Dangerfield's. Um, he had like a joke book, so I memorized it. I put on a suit and did an impression of him, and the reaction was like, I was like, oh, and they were like, people were like, and I was like, it was awesome. I was like Can seven you- years old. Give me a Rodney Dangerfield joke right now. Oh, I tell you, when I was young, my my father said he wanted a boy. <laughs> you know, I don't like cocaine. I like the way it smells. I don't, um, you know, uh, no respect. That was, that was good. I remember that. What about take my wife, right? Uh, I, I mean, this is joke is seven years that? old a long time ago. Okay. And I've <laughs> written my own joke since I'm no longer a hack. I'm seven years old, I was a hack. Um, but wait, I was getting to a point. Oh, I was getting to a point. Wait, you were talking about camp. Yes, I was just always performing. And so, oh, yeah, the story of how I started. So the summer before, I was going to go to Israel for a year instead of college because I was going to get enough credit and it was a really cool program. Um, And I was at this place called Movie Pictures, which no longer exists in New Orleans. And um, I was outside. I smoked cigarettes at the time, I'm embarrassed to say. And uh, I was making this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to. I used to. I quit, so I'm better than you. Um, So I... I was smoking and this guy, I'm like making him laugh and I'm being really funny. He's like, Hey, you know, we have an improv show next door. If you tell a joke and you win the contest, you come back and you open our show for five minutes. Right. So I did it. I told a street joke and that's when I started performing. And the weird thing is in my 18, 19 year old head, I thought it would be more, um, it would be more relatable if I went by the name smooth daddy Johnson instead of Richard Aronovich or Richard Aronovich. I don't know why I serious. Are you serious? hundred percent. And, uh, and so I continued doing stand up. by the way, that person that said, come do, uh, the show, uh, next door was Dr. Ken Jung, you know, from the hangover and Matt, the judge. Yeah. 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 Wow. What's a street joke. Street joke is a joke that anyone can tell. So like, like I could tell it. Yeah. You could tell it. So like, here's one my rabbi told me that I could also tell, but I didn't okay. write it. So that's what it means by a street joke. Like my rabbi says, uh, this Jewish mother has a baby. All of a sudden this, this tornado takes the baby up and he's going, oh God, please, please bring me back my baby. Please bring me. And the baby comes into her arms and she goes, he had a hat. Okay. Got it. So, so you, the street so you, joke. Okay. Got it. So you did well there. So what led, so your age, so did you ever go to Israel? Yeah, I went to Israel for 10 months. Okay, and then you came back. Here. Did you? So I did I did stand-up in college, but I was I would go to the Uptown Comedy Corner, which is an urban, I think is the politically correct way to say that, all-black comedy club, where they told the audience, if they're not funny, boo them off stage. And I got booed off stage for three years. I went back every week, got booed off stage every week. My friends could not understand why I kept going back. I'm like, because I have to learn how to get good. This is all experience. And they would like buy me a frosty. Like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, this happened last week. This is what happens. I get booed off. Like, I, I can't worry about, you know, you know, like 
I'm learning. This is what, it's, it's learn on the job. That's what you do. You learn on the job. Yeah, yeah, and I used to produce, like I would produce my own show. Like, hey guys, Smooth Daddy Johnson is going to be at the depot tonight at 730. And they're like, who's that? You don't know who he is? You don't, and I would talk about myself in the third person. I'd be like, Dude, this is, he's this comic. He's got like this cult following. you got to go check him out. He's amazing. And then I would go bomb at the depot for, you know what I mean? And that, like, I, I sucked for a couple of years. I sucked. And then eventually I started, I changed my name back to myself. And I started just, I got into a comedy club where I basically like, I met the owners are like, they're like, we're going to do a dueling piano, but we don't have anything on these nights. I was like, I was doing sketch and improv. So I was like, we'll do a sketch and improv show. And then I'm like, let me produce a comedy show. And I would hand out flyers in Times Square. And all those annoying people at Times Square, that's my fault. That's, I started that whole thing. started mess. that whole thing. <laughs> that's you, literally, yes. You are very started, tenacious. That. That's amazing. Yes, yeah, so I learned from the Boston Comedy Club. I, I just was like, the work ethic was, was, was great. Like, so I would hand out flyers and I would sell the show and then I would do the time and not get paid. You know, I would go to stand up New York and I would manage their club, but manage a club means I get $10. I seat people, I bring them their food. I, um, and I take out the garbage at the other night, which always leaked. So I always had garbage <laughs> juice down one part of my body, down my leg, which is disgusting for $10. And I would perform while they're paying their checks. So for them not to recognize that I was the guy that just sat them, I would change shirts and I would put on a hat with a fake ponytail and I would wear fake glasses while I sat them. So they didn't know that I was just the guy. So I would disguise myself. So this way they would be like, oh, I'd have a chance as a comic because they're like, oh, the door guy. Never mind. But if it's like, oh, as a comic, they, they might listen to me. You understand? Yeah, totally. So you're referring to yourself as a, I've, as a comic. What's the difference? Comic, comedian, same difference, right? I don't know if there's a difference. Yeah. I, I think a comic is something you could read. A comedian is some, you know, there's no doubt. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I watched a show. I don't know if you watched it. It came out a couple of years ago about, I think it was the, what's the club in New York? What's the club in New York? A famous comedy club in New York. I, I sound so dumb saying, hey, what's a good comedy? But there was a show about it in the 70s when like Eddie Murphy was coming up and all of these. Comic strip? Maybe it was. Eddie Murphy came out of the comic strip. I'll have to remember, but it it was everything you're describing, the booing, you know, the late nights, not getting paid, coming back, doing it more. Um, it was just, I don't, I don't know how they did it. It was run by a woman. The, the, um, you're talking about the comedy store in okay. LA. Okay. Sorry. LA. And it was just a lot of stress, mm -hmm. you know? So where do you, you started, performing all over you're you're from new orleans right and then yes. you where do you like to perform the most where is the best place for you to perform like the best audiences is that a is that fair to ask Are, you well i know my least favorite audiences yeah um the German audiences are just so, I'm kidding. I was um, going to say, I was waiting for no. you to say something. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, <laughs> if they don't understand the language, it's so hard. Like, well, no, um, I like New York a lot. Um, there's a permission, I think because it's a real melting pot, there's a permission that there's less sensitivity for the most part. Mm -hmm. And we've trained the audiences. Like we're, this is a style of comedy that I, grew up in I don't you know it's a it's it's but also like I love performing in small towns where they don't have anything there's a stoplight and a pizza place they really appreciate you Aww. you know what I mean Aww, they really appreciate you. <laughs> I, you're so fearless, you're 
And um, what is your favorite? Uh, you like you did that little Rodney Dangerfield impersonation, but do you do impersonations? Well, I do great impersonations. I'm one of the best. I do great things for comedy. I, right now, the people are standing and they don't know why. They're giving me a standing ovation and they think I'm fantastic. I really am. And you're great, but you're a big problem. You're really, you're fearless, but you're authentic. Um, I love doing that. Voice, but Sometimes people get upset, but not anymore. I think it's okay. It's enough time has, has passed. Um, which Because it's not political. It's just a voice. I like doing right. that one. I, I have some that are not as good and not as recognizable. But at some point, I mean, this is kind of leads into the dance thing. I was doing that with green screen and the wig and the whole thing. Um, and, and people were upset and triggered, you know, ironically, um, you know, wait, I, but wait, I, wait, wait, by the dancing. No, by the Trump impression. Oh, right. Right. Well, probably because of when you started doing it, right. It was just like, it was said. at a time where everyone was scared. So people's yeah, fears yeah. Were on right. both sides, mm. on both sides. So everyone was, you know, afraid. And so when your fear looks for a place to go, it's easy to find, you know, something like that. Right. Um, so I, uh, so I was doing it. I was doing sketch. I was trying to fill the performance hole. I've never took a break since I started at 18, 19, whatever I wow. started. And so I was doing a lot on the internet. Then someone said, hey, go on TikTok. I'm like, what's this? I'm an adult. I'm like, oh. I went on there and I saw the underage girls with the side boob and the butt cheek doing the viral dance. Doing right. that. And so right, I made, right. as any sane person would do, I put on a bikini and made fun of it and it went nuts. No. And uh, yes, it went nuts. And I was like, I was like, I don't know how much legs this has. I don't know how long I could do this. So I did a few people loved it. I was, you know, interspersing with like basically like a variety sketch show is what I was producing without realizing it. Right. And right. this woman, and I don't want to break her anonymity because she said, please don't talk about me, but she um she gave birth to me. This woman <laughs> says, Hey, listen, you gotta it's mortifying. How is this gonna help your brand? You look like a melted candle without your shirt on, like stop doing this. And at that time, a woman said, look, my sister is in hospice. And instead of um, talking about the inevitable, we're just watching your videos you're, and laughing. And I, wow. I wrote it back. I was like, are you going to buy my T-shirt or not? Like I, <laughs> And I'll definitely need the money up front because we don't know. I'll, I'll double the price. I'll take half off. I know you got a lot going on. You know what I mean? Two for 20, one for 10. No, I'm kidding. No, I didn't do any of that. I, but I did. you are. Yeah, but I did. Um, I did get emotional, and I realized that I was helping people, and um, and I, I so it had a different purpose. It had a whole different sense of like, oh, I'm not doing this more, like because it was like, oh, people are in a bad place. This is relieving some of that stress and helping. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to continue doing this. And I and I tuned out everybody because I went, I'm not doing this for the career. It's not about marketing. It's not about how can I get it's what can I give? And that's when I went, all right, full throttle. And so I really, and, and, you know, it started in my kitchen and then eventually I tried to do it in public and had to get over those fears right. because I've got fear too. <laughs> I, you know, I got a lot of fear sometimes. I don't tell anybody, but sometimes I, I get afraid. So I got, you know, I had to get over that idea of um, this is not a natural you don't naturally go, Oh, I'm going to dance in people's bubble. You know, it's okay. So I eventually, and also I didn't want to get around people during the, cause I don't want to, you know, respect people's boundaries and everything. So right, right. it turned into this whole thing. So it's, um, and it's done, you know, a, that's a lot for my career, which all the other stuff is cute and great, but I'm like, who would have thought this? Who would have, and the they, that's because you were doing something that 
I don't mean to sound corny, but you were doing something that was completely authentic to you. You know, you just were like, screw it. Like, I'm going to make fun, not like in a mean way, because none of your stuff is ever mean. It's just in a funny way. And at a time when you started, people needed to laugh. I mean, obviously, this woman who was dying needed to laugh. And that's wonderful that they brought comedy into her life and that you were able to do that. But we all needed to laugh. That's why every everybody started noticing the funny people. Right. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, there was some service element to it. And it made me feel like there's a bigger purpose. And as corny as it sounds, I was getting over a lot of fear. So I was being fearlessly authentic because I like to dance. I like to be silly. I like to do pranky stuff. But no one's get, no one's really getting hurt by this. It's not really the pie is not going really in anyone's face. It's just exactly. Sort of like, Exactly. All right. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Rich Aronovich. And we are going to talk more about comedy. And I'm telling you, he's just going to keep making you laugh. We'll see you guys back in a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at JodyHarrisonBauer.com. That's info at JodyHarrisonBauer.com. 
Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. I am with this very funny guest today, Rich Aronovich, and we are talking about Okay, don't don't do that. Take those you said we were we were going to be serious, so I have to put my serious glasses. Thank you. <laughs> and we are talking about comedy and just his funny dances, his silly dances, how he went viral on TikTok. And I want to talk to you about something a little serious, just for a few minutes. And that is, we mentioned fear before we went to the break, and you were a little nervous, maybe starting to do the dances out in public nervous when you first started doing stand-up comedy. So what do you do or what did you do to overcome those fears? Um, you know, uh, fear for me is sometimes the, it's subtle. So like I'll, I was at a, a club the other night and I'm like picking on the way that the seating is. I'm like, how come they're in, they're like round tables. Why is it not? I'm like, and I'm really, I'm like, well, I don't understand. And then I know enough about myself later to go, oh, you're nervous about the show. So you're looking for things to, so it's coming out sideways. Oh. Right. So that's how I know. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, sometimes you'll get the butterflies or like that, like the, you know, sometimes, or sometimes I just get uh, like dicky, you know what I mean? Or I'll. Like you're an asshole. Yeah, like I just like start picking on stuff, mm. and I I I toured with a guy that was like was the worst about this. Later, I realized he was afraid, but he would be he would be at a nightmare before the show. He'd be a nightmare, and so you would just go like, "Oh, he's afraid. He has no uh, self awareness." Like, "Oh, I'm afraid. That's what's going." On. So I totally, it seems fine. I'm just, I guess, I was afraid, so I took it out on the seats. I don't know why that I did that, but that's what I do. Um, I do. Uh, I don't know if it's meditate to meditate, but I do find that, um, and this is, this is going to sound weird, but I do find that if I get a little bit quiet before it helps, so mm-hmm. I can just try to get centered and stay in the moment and just um, do that. Uh, and I also uh, ask the universe. Whoa, rich. You help me be as funny as possible so I can be of service to these people. Help me get out of my own way. So I can be of maximum use to you and others. Grateful, 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 grateful. Like I'm, so then I'm, so, okay, how can I give, not take, and even if just saying it, if I can sort of lock that in my head, then I can go, because I can see, my friend and I always talk about, um, you can see on stage takers and givers. You can see the difference. If, you're, if you've been in the game long enough, you can see, mm-hmm. and you can see how people conduct themselves. And if my goal is to be a giver, not a taker, then that's what I have to run my, my, my whole, that's my log line. That's my, that's my, you know, that's your mantra. My little sign in the background. Yeah. You know, with underneath sponsored by Jody Harrison. It's about the service that you're offering. It's like, I am going to be of service to the people who have come and paid to see me make them laugh. I want to be of service to them rather than how much money am I making tonight and what can they give to me and how many more people can come, right? Do you know how much it sucks to say to that someone and then they tell you what money they want to pay and instead of having to go like, well, I should get more, you're like, oh, I have to I'm just grateful that you want to pay me really good money to do what I do. But there's always a part of me that goes, you know what I mean? Like, right, of course. That I should be a little bit more like, 
There's a part of me that goes like, no, but if you're, if you're, if you're in the, I don't want to say, if you're in the flow, Mm -hmm. right. If you're in the real flow of like, this isn't about the paycheck, but it's about the human connection. Cause like I could make money doing other stuff. I clearly be a salesman. I could be, you know, whatever I could do. I, I could do a ton of jobs that are much more stable and guaranteed money. And money's not my motive. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't love being, I didn't love being poor, but money's not the motive. That's so that's a big switch. Wait, did I ever ask you? Yes, it totally makes sense. Um, what, what's, when's your birthday? A week from today. Oh, so you are. Oh, you must have a mustache because you're a Libra. <laughs> you're a Libra. I like Libras. Okay. That's how we get along. But it's, um, you know, for me, also, there are people out there that are motivated completely by money. And then there are people who want to be of service. I'm very similar to that, to be of service. And it's never been the money that drives me because I, it, it just, it just hasn't been, but yes, I agree with all the things that you're saying. And, but when you're backstage and they're about to announce your name, that's when you kind of go through your mantra before you go out or you feel the butterflies. Do you feel okay with the butterflies? Because sometimes, you know, even before we open the show today, you know, I get a little bit of butterflies and that's why it's nice to connect with my guests before the show goes on. And, but it, it, it drives me. Like, I like the adrenaline. I love doing the live shows. Yeah. I don't like, I, I was in a, I was in an unfamiliar setting. Um, there was a company that brought me to Nashville to, they saw the dancing and then they wanted to basically work with me and a brand I really was like into. Um, and uh, I guess you should have me back once it releases because it's it's pretty awesome and very pro women. But um, okay, I'll have you back. Yeah. Oh, I think <laughs> it was your idea. <laughs> I can't believe you asked me. <laughs> you must be not a Libra. You must be a, a Virgo with the Sagittarius rising. That's why you asked me. Um, but um, but they uh, they uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're ridiculous. I know. I so they. Um, but before I went, I was performing for them. I was at a club I hadn't been to in years. It was a new Booker, and I felt the like really? the you know that that eight mile moment, like where you're like, okay, I'm nervous. <laughs> I know yes. it. I'm on. But there's nothing better than like going through that process and watching the 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 video after. And you're like, you have no idea i am in panic mode like i, I did uh, that tv show whatever was live so there was kind of like this like you can't tell how nervous <laughs> I'm but on the tv show there the comic before me did extra time so i had to cut two minutes on something i had prepared for months so in the commercial break i had to go how am i going to cut two minutes out of a 10 minute set without Ever running it and I just and there was no because they're gonna shut it off. I was the last comic, so I was just like, and you couldn't tell I was panicked. So I just wow. it was just it's, and you it's did just, it. Like, oh yeah, but it's that that's the this is why I know I'm in the right business because I'm able to I can do that. Just like you know what I mean, like how, and then all that. Oh, I was gonna say something that sounded really egotistical. I'm not trying to compare myself to. Okay. But I'm like, like you know. Um, 
like Michael Jordan, in my opinion, was the best basketball player of all time. And you knew that when it's three, two, you knew to give him the ball. And usually he's going to hit that. Usually he's going to hit that shot. Right. Yeah, that, he thrives on that pressure. He thrives on that three, two, one. Yeah. And I also like that. Not, I'm not comparing myself to Michael Jordan. I know. I'm saying you knew that he was born to be a basketball player. I was born to be an entertainer because I'm a Libra. Because yes, I'm a Libra. Libra. Yes, yes. They're very balanced people. I. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, yeah. I seem very balanced yeah, to right, you. Right, right, right. You know, um, it's what TV show are you referring to that you? Gotham you Comedy Live. Okay. Yeah. That must have been. Let me tell it, me about. It, it, you. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I just said I did it twice. Was it fun? Did you like doing it on? Did you like being well, on TV? Oh, I mean, that I did. Yeah. Um, when, when there's an element of like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so want to refer to something and I can't. Okay. Okay. NBA. Did you sign an NBA? Yeah, I did. Um, so there's a something we'll talk. Another reason to have me back later. Yes, I, I know. I have to have three episodes. Back. We're doing three episodes. But there was something I did, but I didn't feel in control and it wasn't fun. So, oh, but yes. this one feel like when I know what I'm doing or I know like, oh, that's right. I thrive or like. Mm. Because you know, it goes back to that authentic you don't feeling. Know, that's the other thing. So that's one of the reasons. I mean, I talked to a famous friend of mine and he is on big network TV shows. And he's like, I'm jealous of you. And I'm like, you're jealous of me. He's like, yeah, you get the live. He, he's from Second City. And he's like, I don't get that anymore. <laughs> he doesn't get that anymore. So he gets, he is like, you get live. I get that, that whole filled several times a night or at least several, I mean, I put 10 shows this week. So like 10, 10 times this week, I got to have that exchange. That's, and, and that's just, I, to me, I think that would be so exciting. So with the dance videos, which took you viral, I happened to experience watching you live on a street doing your dances. And you couple of them. Can yes. we say that? Yes, we can say. I filmed a few of them and I did a very good Jody job. Jody was behind yeah, the camera. I was. And you were like, oh, you do a good job. Yeah. But it was- I did the same thing you're doing, which is like, oh, he's so funny. I'm like, oh, she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So, well, I'll, I'll do better. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I was trying to impress you with my filming skills. But- yeah. It was, you knew where to go. You're like, let's go in front of this group. Let's go in front of this group. Oh, no, no, no. Don't go over here. And I remember I asked somebody to do something without asking you if I should ask that person. You're like, afterwards, you were like kind of pissed. You were like, you shouldn't, have asked, you shouldn't have asked that guy. You shouldn't have asked that guy. I knew he wasn't going to be into it, right? <laughs> no, no. It wasn't that I was pissed. And I do come off a little spicy and that was not the intention. It's when I'm in workflow, yeah. I am like a little bit, and I think you can relate to this. Sure. You get like not perfectiony, but like you know what your art is, and like you just like want it to be great, and like you don't want to waste time, and you're like you know there's a limited thing, and so you're like, uh, and I can read. I mean, part of my job is to read people. I can tell who I'm doing jokes to. Do I talk to that person? Not to go. Do I go edgy? Do I go more? Oh, do I older? So you, my whole, you know, some people have. Here's my set. Here's what it is. You laugh. You don't. I don't. I care what people are experience. I care about. How can I be of service? So if I go, they're not going to laugh here. Then they're not, if they're not going to laugh at three. They're not going to laugh at seven. So why go to three, seven, 10 go, okay, switch pro, you know, switch over and go this way. You understand? Like, you know what I mean? So you kind of read what you got to go. Oh, you, so you've so got to read, read, you've people, got to read the crowd. Exactly. So when I read people, I go, all right, 
we can do that, those people, but don't ask them because they're going to shut down. But if we just do it, then we'll ask for forgiveness, not permission is a big thing. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, you were you were hilarious when I was filming you that in front of that restaurant, that was really funny. And I think it did pretty well. It didn't go viral, but it did pretty well. And, you know, what's your definition of viral? Oh, like over a million. That that one yeah. did not go. So what is your biggest viral video? What are you doing in it? And why do you think it went viral? Uh, I'm explaining what it means to be fearlessly authentic on a oh, podcast. Stop it. Over eight point. No, um, it's one of my dance videos. Uh, always this. It was like I had just danced in Chipotle, but the, um, but I was I I didn't give my camera person enough room, so they okay. didn't get the reactions, and I was a little bit like, oh man, my fault completely. Right. But I didn't. You know, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm into the dance, and I'm like, let's go. A little frenetic as you experienced. Yes. And then um, and then we were walking by a con ed dude and I was like, like we're about to be home. And I was like, hit just hit play. And that one, uh seven point something million. Wow. And there was another one like another one where I was like getting ready because I wear these ridiculous outfits. This one I was like, my friend was like, dude, just do shorts, t-shirt headband or something like do okay, less your outfits can you just explain uh, what you wear i know i'm going to tell everybody what he wears so he'll wear like a belly shirt and he's got a hairy chest and so he'll wear like belly midriff bearing everything is polyester and it, it's like he's a combination of like a a porn star um he wears bell-bottom pants do you wear heels? I can't remember. No, you're not wearing. You're just wearing normal. You wear sneakers. I'm a dancer. <laughs> you're a I dancer. Need the, right, you do. You jump on counters. You, um, and then I'm some fearless. people, you, you guys really need to check out his TikTok at Rich is Funny because you'll see, you'll see the reactions of people behind him. And that to me, besides him doing the silliest dances in the world, and he is a good dancer. You're a good dancer. Um, that, see, I said something funny, um, that the, the people, the people I'm self-deprecating too, the people behind you in there are just, in the, are, are, the reactions are hilarious and that's what makes the video half funny. Yeah. I think that's, that's what the that's magic that's what gives it longevity is because we, we get that I can, whatever I'm dancing, silly outfits, like a lot of thrifting goes on in my life, but like the reactions are either ignore which is crazy how are you ignoring this person i don't know so, uh, disgust i love getting a, a <laughs> gusted how dare you think outside the box or joy laughing laughing at laughing with right. joining in so it's kind of all over the map the song it's quick they're quick hits people get joy out of it i don't you know I'm, i have judgments about it because i'm an artist and i I don't, I look from the inside out, not to the outside in. And, uh, but I, I get it. I get why people, and I'm just like, all right, I'm not, I don't overthink it. I go easy to produce, gives people joy. How can I be a service? How do you change up being somebody who creates content as well? Not as funny as yours, but how do you come up with the ideas? Do you, I know you have, I've seen like your costumes, they're ridiculous. But do you keep buying more clothes? Like what, how do you come up with the content? So 
you, um, it's sort of like, like, I know that the dancing is working, but I don't like, I'm like, come for the dancing, stay for the rest kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not quite right, but I'm not quite wrong sort of deal. So you, you get introduced because this, this dance thing happens. And if you start kind of getting into my world, like this company did, um, they went, wait, he does voices. He does characters. He does impressions. There's a lot more sort of like, you know, Hey, we got the best clam chowder. And you come for the chowder. Like, oh, they've got good salmon too. So there's a lot more. So I, I started to try to create different characters in the market sort of tells me by market. I mean, people's reactions, comments, likes, views tells me. So I'm constantly surfing for, you know, different material. I, I retired the Trump thing pretty much a few years ago because um, I don't know. Uh, I just sort of went, he's out of office and let's just move on to something else. You know what I mean? And I don't, right. I don't like fighting with people. Right. I don't, I'm not here to get into debates, you know? Um, so but I can I bring it back every now and again on stage or whatever. It's a good moment. I feel like it's, it's again, depending a- on the crowd. Right? right. So here's another question. Let's just say you have your whole monologue, I guess you would call it what you do on stage, your whole stand up. What? how long are you usually on stage? So it depends. Like I'm going to do um, a cruise right now because God hates me. And um, I know gets, I have to do, do you get one- seasick. No, I just. You know, I, I like I, I like this company, but a okay. lot of the yeah, I like I like I work for celebrity. I love celebrity. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, fine. and I will and I will use that. And they're really cool. And I'm going to be dancing around the ship, and people will not know what's going on, but it's a great background setting. It's good for content. And love it. I know I'm going to do one 45 minute family friendly show, and potentially a 45 minute do whatever you want risque show. And I know that I'm going to have at least a two two of those shows so i plan for two of those shows but doesn't mean you know the, the cruise director could decide hey just do two sh- you know just do your 45 minute show and that's it so i don't know so you can't you kind of got to be like prepared for everything you know is 45 minutes a long show i mean it's not anymore but when like when i didn't have it it was like i mean mm. you know you, you every like you're i'm constantly writing jokes or i'm thinking of jokes or i'm adding jokes um you know what i mean so uh so yeah, it, it grows and grows and you're like, oh wait, I have, and I'm excited because I have new material that I can try and, you know, you have to tinker it and sort of play with it and massage it to be like, oh, there, there it is. Now it works. Because in my mind, like it's to my mind, to mouth, to audience is a whole different, there's a whole lot of steps to make it a, a joke actually work. I don't know how you do it. It's, it's a lot more complex than, than it seems, you know, you come off and you get on stage and it, it seems the comedian, I mean, you know, when comedians aren't great and when they are, but when they're smooth and they're funny, I think to myself, how do they remember all of this? Cause I can't remember anything. So how do they remember all of 40, 45 minutes? I could never, maybe I could, I don't know, but I would think that sounds really hard. And do you ever look at the crowd after you have your content together, like what you're going to, what jokes you're going to tell, go out there or read the crowd before and say, Oh shit everything I have set up right now is not going to work for this crowd. Um, you, it's really this, you have to be in the now, in the okay. moment. Okay. So my, my fear, we're talking about fear. My fear will tell me that they're not going to like me. My fear will tell me don't do the Trump impression. Cause this is Nashville, for example. Right. And the second 
I went out there and sort of opened with the, I became a U.S. citizen in 2015. And my mouth decided, this is when I'm in the flow, right? I'm out of the way. This is when I'm like, okay, there's something going on here. It's not me, but it ain't, I don't know what people call it. God, energy, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. I don't put a label on. I just go, I'm in the flow. When I'm in the flow, I'm out of the way and the mouth is just going. And I went, oh, I guess we're doing this. And that's, and I was like, oh, they lit up on it. I was like, but my fear told me, don't do that. My fear told me you're in a red state. My fear told me don't. Uh, And I went, oh, and it was like, you know. Wow. Wow. I, I give you so much courage, like props for the courage that you have to do what you're doing, the dancing, the, the comedy and, and being consistent with it for how many years now have you been doing it? Some other years. So that's, that's a lot of years. Yeah. I haven't quit. That's the only thing. I, I know that this business has no business calling itself a business, but that's Dan Matter. Dan Natterman's comedian said that. Um, but I know that the only thing that the business is about getting back up, not about getting up. So it's it's a, it's a business designed to make you quit. Right. So as long as you don't, you know, it's, as long as like you, you know, it's it's not a it's a it's antithetical to self preservation. Right. Like some like reading the comments and the, some of the things and the heckling and the you get a lot. There's but the reward, the upside is w- worth the downside. But the downside is enough to like, I mean, I, someone put my stuff on Reddit. I, I ate comments in. I'm like, I need therapy. Get out. Oh. It was brutal. Was it really? Um, but this is what I didn't. The Reddit community is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never done it. I've never read anything on Reddit or I don't think that anybody has ever. Read I don't look, I don't I don't know. Whatever this thread that I got put on, it was brutal. Wow. Well, that's why you got to have that thick skin. Yeah. Rich, we only have like two minutes left in the show. And I have to ask you one last question. You want to know about my car warranty? Is it extended? <laughs> oh, crypto. You want me to sell you some? I, yeah. Dojo. Coin. What? What was your question? What does it mean for you to be fearlessly authentic? Um, when my flow, whatever, when I hear the voice, I I listen to the voice now. So there's there's negatives and positives, right? So if I if the voice inside me, if I'm interacting with someone and something inside me goes, nope. I will negotiate that because of my motive. Oh, there's money, there's this, there's that, the other. When my goes, you're, you're doing this for a reason. I go, okay. And that's the, what, why the dancing continued because I had, you know, having your parents have you sit you down with an intervention to try to get you a stop is a very, I love my parents and they've been supportive the whole way, but it's a hard thing to continue push through or friends going, what's this going to lead to why you can't. And you just, you go all, you go, I have to put on horse blinders and not listen to yourself. And you listen to that voice that's driving you. That to me is what being fearlessly authentic. God, that was good. That was really good, Rich. I'm really, really impressed. Okay. I how can people reach you? We is it at Rich is Funny on all your social media? My website, Rich is Funny, Rich is Funny, one word. It's one word. No one can spell Aronovich. (laughs) Lithuanian for hey, look, there's a Jew. (laughs) Um, ladies, you know what they say? Once you go Jew, your credit's okay. Anyways, Rich is funny. Rich is funny. Okay, Rich, go check out his TikTok. You will laugh your ass off. Rich Aronovich, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to have you come back. You'll be back, right? 
We have like 15 seconds. You have to answer the question. Yes, I would definitely be back. Yes. Okay, good. All right. I was like, no way. No. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic life, everybody. Thank you for listening. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Fearlessly Authentic. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.